You're listening to an open book podcast. I'm Sarah Lynn, your guide to getting visible online, fellow bookworm, and Elon Musk superfan. In these episodes, I'm opening up all kinds of business and personal growth books to share their best insights and ideas with you. You'll also hear each week the candid stories of other entrepreneurs as they open up about what it's really like to start and grow a business that aligns with your purpose. If you're open to learning both practical and mystical approaches for getting there, you're in the right place and I'll see you on the inside. All right. Well, welcome to another episode. This one is going to be a really fun one um, because uh, I talked to this person on Voxer. We were just talking about this all the time. And today I get to interview her. I am being joined today by Chris Mejia, who is a hairstylist who has now pivoted or added to her business um, the work of helping other stylists step out from behind the chair and grow and build another form of income stream, another type of business to either complement or maybe eventually shift to, um, just to have some options and who doesn't like some options. So Chris, I'm going to go ahead and just bring you into the conversation today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to be here and just chat it up with you like we do on Boxer. <laughs> I know, I know. Chris and I are always talking about human design um, and Maria Williamson. Marianne. Marianne. I was like, wait, that, that wasn't right. Yeah, Marianne Williamson. Um, so what I thought we'd start with first is just kind of how, so you've been a, a hairstylist for decades now, right? Yes, I've been a hairstylist for 33 years. Oh my God. Yeah, you just celebrated. Um, and during that time, you have added some things and then in the last couple of years pivoted a little bit to helping other hairstylists. So I want to talk about that. But the thing that I was like so drawn to when we first met, what, which was... Um, well, we met a long time ago, but I really loved our Lewis House trip together in Columbus. When we met in real life. Yes. Yeah. It seems like I had known you before that, but yeah, right. it was like officially met in real life. Um, and one of the things that you had shared was a few years back, or I guess it's maybe longer than that, but you had went back and just kind of pursued a passion and got a master's in spiritual psychology. Yep. So I thought we could talk a little bit about like how you, or what made you decide to do that and then how you're using that. Well, we'll get into that, but I guess, so take us back. What, what was the, the catalyst for jumping into something like that from like hairstylist to spiritual psychology? Oh yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, it really all ties in, but what really got me uh, to, seek out some sort of learning and education about spiritual psychology, which I didn't even know I was looking for. I just happened to go on the Google and it like popped up. So nothing happens by coincidence. Right. And um, at the time, this was like, gosh, eight years ago now. And at the time I was going through challenges like, and, and the thing was, it was the same thing over and over again. And it was one of those things where one day I was just like, what is the common denominator here? 
And it was like, ding, 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 it's you. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's when I started really diving into personal development and like reading books. And I, like I said, I got on the Google and I just, I don't even remember what I typed into Google, but this school, University of Santa Monica came up and it was a program around spiritual psychology. And it was seriously the best gift that I could have ever given myself because through that program, I was able to just learn and grow and really step into who I am today, who I'm meant to be, who I really am um, in both my business and personal life. So it's been a major blessing. Okay. And I think it's so, and maybe this is a question for you because I love that you realized the common denominator was you. So had there been like, had you been doing other like self-development, reading spiritual books, because that's a big that's a big realization that some people never get to. So the fact that you even had that, to, that realization, I think is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was new for me, I'd say. Maybe I, I had started reading books a year prior to that. People would start, uh, you know, friends of mine uh, that I work with at the salon were introducing me to books where some of them I thought, what is this? This is kind of weird or you know this is different and but I started like reading it and getting super curious and there was something inside of me that shifted that I was able to become more conscious of the fact that that the thing the the only way that anything could change is if I changed and so that's where I just started my journey and that's where you know, the education came in and it was just like all in divine timing and it worked out perfectly. Oh my God. I love what you just said. The only way anything could change is if I change. Yeah, that was really the only way that, that was my only option. I felt like, because like I said, I was, I was having the same experiences over and over again and attracting the same, you know, relationships, experience, it just challenges. And it was always the same thing. And it's like, oh, why does this keep happening? And so I was like sitting in victim mode because I was, you know, wondering why is this happening to me? And so it wasn't until I took full responsibility and like really did the work, like the inner work is when things started to shift for me. And and then it, the, the beauty of it is that, you know, being a hairstylist, I'm always working with clients on the external making sure their hair looks beautiful. They walk out, they, they, you know, their, their, their hair is on point. Uh, but after I was able to, after I did the, my, you know, my, uh, course through spiritual psychology, I was able to show up differently, even behind the chair. And so a lot of times the shift that happened was clients would leave saying, gosh, I just feel so good inside. Like I feel so good. And I really feel like, it's never about the hair. Like when people are complaining about the hair or whatever it is about the hair, it's never about the hair. It's really what's stemming from what's inside first. And so being able to really help someone in my chair see their inner beauty and then the mm-hmm. hair was the icing on the cake was just like such a fulfilling part, which like moves my career into a different, just a totally different experience. Because as you know, in salons, 
a lot of times it's about egos. It's about, you know, a lot of times clients would say, oh, I feel super uncomfortable going to that salon. I worked at a lot of high-end salons and they feel uncomfortable because were they good enough to come in there? Were they pretty enough? Did their, was their hair cool enough? And through being able to be with another person because I was okay with myself and being able to, you know, help clients see that within themselves was just, it just made being in the salon so much more fun and energetically not as exhausting. <laughs> oh my God. I love all of that. I love that. And I think, um, you know, that's something that a lot of us who do have these online businesses, I think can also take away is that sometimes we sell the thing that people think they need or want, and then help them with the thing that they really need. <laughs> it's like, it was just sounds like what you're doing. Yes, a thousand percent. And that's exactly now, you know, as you mentioned earlier, transitioning into the online space, helping other hairstylists, you know, create multiple streams of income through an online business and through life, through business, whatever it is, the whole process of, of uh, like, spirituality, spiritual psychology is that conscious awakening. And it's through experiences that you have in starting a new business or, or, you know, starting a new relationship, whatever it is that those experiences um, bring up, whatever challenges those experiences bring up is really the only way that we become more conscious and more awakened into, mm -hmm. and really step into our power. And that's now you know, I still work behind the, behind the chair, so I'm still doing that with clients, but now I'm also doing it with other hairstylists and helping them see that, you know what, you do have other gifts. There are other things that you could put out into this world. There are other ways that you can show up and you don't have to be defined just as a hairstylist. Oh, I love that so much. Um, okay, and I wanna talk more about that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna table that for just a second because I'm gonna go back and, and ask you like what, is a master's degree in spiritual psychology like what the heck is that even so it's really interesting because so psychology right it's the the study of the psyche and 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 that has been interpreted now into the study of mind and behavior but when you look up the definition of psyche it's the human soul the mind and the spirit so somehow some way that got like diluted because I think mind and behavior is something super tangible, something that we can, you know, we can, you can study that, but how do you really study like the soul, the mind and spirit? How do you really do that? And so uh, spiritual psychology, like I was mentioning earlier, is uh, the study of conscious awakening. And so m what's happening is we are uh, I always get this mixed up. We are um, spiritual beings having a human experience. So, as human beings, it's natural, What right? We want to achieve all the things, all the external things, the money, the, the great job, the car, whatever it is, all the things, right? Which is not bad at all. Um, it, it, because I, re I really believe that when you're in abundance, then you're able to like really give back even more so. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when we are um, in that zone of, of, seeking external things, um, what happens is it kind of gets diluted and we're not really, um, how should I say this? What, what's happening is that when we're doing that, challenges arise in those situations, limiting beliefs, 
um, you know, uh, stories that we tell ourselves that aren't true. And through going through those experiences in a way that we take personal responsibility and totally realize that all of these experiencing experiences are happening for us and not to us. Those are the things that help us really grow on the spiritual lines. It grow into consciousness, grow into an awakening where we're able to, like I said earlier, be who we are meant to be. Cause we were born here to serve a purpose. We were born on this earth. Each and every one of us is, a unique individual that has a unique gift to put out into this world. And we get kind of lost in that because of stories that we've attached to. And so through this course, we were able to actually work through experiences because it was super experiential. We would do projects and through projects, obviously you would come up through challenges and then how would you work through that? So it was taking traditional psychology, the methodologies of traditional psychology and then infusing it with infusing it with spiritual practices. Oh, I love that word, infusing. Um, and you know what I thought was so cool about this, and it sounds like common sense maybe, but when you were telling me about it at first, you were like exactly what you just said. Like you were, you went through it. It wasn't just like you taking notes and like, oh, this is how I would help somebody. It was like you went through all of that, so now you know what your own clients and students may be experiencing because you yourself have gone through it, not just like something you learned by taking in information. You learned it through actually like applying it and going through that experience, which I love. Yeah. I, I, I really believe that that's the best way to learn something is to actually go through and experience it. So through that, through that course, we were able to, we worked in what we call trios where one would be the, the client, one would be the neutral observer, and then one would, one person would be the facilitator. And we would go through our process of like whatever challenge we were having in that moment. And we would just like switch places so that we could see, um, like we could step into the different, uh, uh, just the different positions of like where you could be in this space of, of like holding space for someone else. So for me as a hairstylist, I'm able to do that because I've been able to experience what that's like with other people for two years. I was in the, uh, it was, it's a two year program. Okay. Okay. Wow. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you probably, you picked up a thing or two. And I think that, I think that's so good because, um, sometimes what, what I've seen, and maybe you've come across this too, on, in like this online, like coaching world sometimes is that, or service provider, um, businesses is like, we're selling something that we ourselves have not actually bought or gone through. And, um, even like, Facebook ads. Like if you're a Facebook ads manager, I think you need to have ran ads at some point just to understand even like hesitations that somebody might have, like fears around spending money. And I love that you have, you yourself have gone through that. So like you have that, that street cred of you not only know how to help others do it, but you yourself has been there. And I think that's a great lesson. Like if, if you're not already doing that, or you haven't already done that at some point, um, that's a great way to to really connect and let your, your people that you want to help know that you understand what they're going through. 
Absolutely. Um, okay, so what, what are a couple of like big ahas that you had during your two years? And I know you probably had a lot, but are there a couple <laughs> that like really stand out to you that have just like impacted the way that you live and work today? Uh, gosh, that, I mean, where do I start, right? Um, well, one of the things that, um, that I love about um, this whole process is through school, we would do a lot of visualizations and, you know, um, uh, what we called, uh, uh, I'm blanking out, what is it? What do we call it? Um, like life visioning, right? And um, so what we did is in the beginning of the year, we worked on, we, we thought of things that we would want, ideal scenes is what we called them. We would create our ideal scenes. And um, in the beginning of the year, we'd pick a couple of things that we wanted to call in, that we wanted to shift, it, it, whatever it was um, within our life. And so at the time, in my first year of school, I worked on, one of the things that I worked on was calling in a loving, healthy, romantic relationship. And so I got super specific because if, the more specific you are, the universe answers in very specific ways, you know? So I was super, super specific as to who it is that I wanted to call in. And so, uh, and you know, we would work on this all the time and you read, you know, you do all the practices as you, as maybe a lot of your listeners already know, reading it over and over again, rewriting it, redefining it, getting super specific. And I would do that. And I kept doing that for the whole year. And, and I mean, I got into details as to what it would look like, like what the sheets felt like, what the view, when I looked out the window looked like, like super specific. And one of the things that I remember writing on there, um, and it's weird, but I don't remember, I don't even know how I remember this, but I wrote on there, um, you know, um, sharing this beautiful home, uh, having partial views of the ocean and partial views of the city. And I thought, where the hell would that be? Well, I live in California, so it is quite possible, but I have never seen that house or anything, but okay we were told it only has to be 50% believable. So I wrote that down, remembered that. And fast forward to the end of the year is when I met um, my, my boyfriend, Andrew, who we've been together for eight years. We just celebrated our eight year anniversary. And I met him at the end of the year and it wasn't a setup. It wasn't anything like that. It was through work. He hired me on a job because he was also on the business end of hair. I'm a hair, I, I'm a haircutting educator. And so he hired me to teach a haircutting class to represent these scissors, Japanese scissors. And so um, it was just business, right? And so long story short, we ended up a couple of months later, we started dating and um, we dated for a year before we even moved in together. And at the time, now I was in my second year of school and uh, I was on a retreat. We have this final retreat, like, phones off and I and we were looking for a place we were having such a hard time looking for a place and I said I trust you I know how you live I trust your taste just pick anything he's like anything yes just pick anything I trust you so the day that I moved into the first house that we lived in together the day that I saw that house was the day that he came to my my place where I lived by myself with my little dog uh, and he had the U-Haul. I packed my stuff in the U-Haul, driving to my new place in Redondo Beach and walk into the house and I'm like, okay. And then he's like, you know, um, 
check it out. Come here into the bedroom. Look at this. And look out the window and I could see partial views of the ocean. And I was like, oh, that is so pretty. That's oh, wow. Didn't think anything of it. And so now I'm unpacking. I'm not really sure. Is this, some, I, I kind of like the house. I'm not really sure, you know, and, and I'm unpacking and he call he, he calls me uh, my name, like about 30 minutes later. And he's like, come out into the backyard, come out into the backyard. And I, so I go out to the backyard and he goes, he, you know, points out there and he says, look, you could see downtown LA from here. And so I was like, whoa, instantly I remembered that moment when I had said, I want to have this place, this home where I would have partial views of the ocean and partial views of the city. And I had called it in and it was just amazing. Like that was the one specific thing that I remember. And I, I share that story all the time because I think it's such a powerful, like, uh, testament to the idea of like, you can really when you're in that in vibrational alignment with what you're really wanting and if you're super super clear things are possible okay and i've heard that story before i was ho i was going to ask you about it if you want if you didn't <laughs> share it um but even then i got like cold chills again because that is that is so cool and there is like there's story after story about that um what i mean do you have i know you said to be like really clear um, is something that you need. Any other like tips or advice for somebody else wanting to try and call in some specific things in their own life? Yeah. Uh, so I know a lot of times like uh, visual visualization and law of attraction, it kind of gets a bad rap because it's like, really, I'm just going to really think about it and it's going to come. Well, it doesn't work that way. And I think we all know that, but the, the, the thing that needs to happen is yes, it's super important to get clear, get intentional about whatever your dreams and aspirations are, get super specific. And then I think the most, one of the most important things is to really feel what that would feel like. Because when you're feeling that, then it's your feelings that, that will, um, attract the thing that you're wanting because of we're all energetic beings, right? And we're vibrating at a certain frequency. And so I know that when you tap into that feeling, you will call in that vibrational alignment to that feeling that you have within your body. And it's just super easy to do, you know, close your eyes, read your, read whatever your list is, close your eyes, imagine what that would look like and how fun would that be and how exciting and like get into those feelings and then be able to really um, just tap into that. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times people say, I just have a really hard time doing that. Like, what does that feel like? How do I really tap into that feeling? And so I always share and offer like, what about thinking about a really, amazing memory that you have that you just remembered you were so happy and or or one of the things I used to get myself into vibrational alignment of like that feel good gratitude because gratitude when you're in that energetic vibration it's like the highest vibration to really call things in and so uh one of the things I do is I I um look at my little dog because he just is such a bundle of joy for me and and just like just that feeling that you get when you think of whatever it is 
that just totally shifts your vibration. Or another thing I do is I listen to music that really brings my energy up. Um, because again, that'll help me shift into what it is that I want to attract and call in. Okay. So, and I'm, I was going to look at the name and I, in my, um, my, uh, oh gosh, I was going to say audible. What is it? My Kindle's upstairs, but uh I'm reading a book right now, um, uh, about that exact thing. And he talks about like, it's something manifestation or manifesting. And Mm -hmm. he said exactly what you said. It's like to get in touch with the emotion Mm -hmm. part. And just like before you move on to thinking about even, you know, adding anything else to really get in touch with those feelings of what it would be like to drive the car in your case, like live in the house or be with the boyfriend Mm -hmm. or the girlfriend Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Um, do you know, have you heard of Carrie green? She has a book called she needs business and she has the female entrepreneur association. No, I haven't. So her book was one of the first like online business books I read. And in one of the chapters, Um, she shared that, and this is what you're talking about makes me think of this exercise specifically is, um, she had this exercise called the dream jar Mm -hmm. and she had you like write down, like you were saying, like all of your dreams, your, and, um, that you, that you want. And, and I like your tip on like, it just has to be 50% believable. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to add that in, but, and you make a list and then you leave enough space in your list so that you can cut it up. And then you fold them up and then you put them in some kind of jar and each day, rather than feeling like overwhelmed, like you have to visualize like these 25 things, like draw one from your jar. And like, that's the one you kind of think about that morning or throughout the day in your car. And I love that. I did that religiously for a long time. It's been a while since I've drawn something from there, but I thought that was a really practical tip for doing that. that. I know. And it's like, Ooh, what am I going to get to think about today? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, one thing that I want to add to that too, Sarah, is when you are writing those things that, um, you know, you're, you're dreaming about, or you're wanting to call in write as if it's already happening. So using I am statements, I am, um, um, uh, excitedly, you know, uh, decorating our new home with modern furniture, whatever. Yeah. I, I can't think of something on the spur of the moment, but really speaking in present moment terms as if, so always act as if it's already happening. Yes. Okay. That is a really good one. Yeah. Not like I want, or I wish, or mm-hmm. I will. It's like, I have, um, I think, so Chris and I are both, and this is how we met. And I forgot to start the, I, I forgot to start the conversation with how we met. I got so excited, but we met, um, in a group from, with, um, coach glitter, AKA Tiffany Lee Bymaster. She has a program called lights, camera branding. And, um, Tiffany had talked about this at one point. Um, but there is a guy named Kyle Cease who mm. has this exercise called, oh, Calego. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, um, it's sure. like, she had talked about it and what you do. And I think I'm saying it right. It doesn't matter. You just got Google Kyle Cease and like, 
some version of Collego. And it's like his name and his friend's name combined. Oh, okay. And what they did was, um, he, and he like developed this exercise for this exact thing is like him and his friend will have a conversation like they're having it like six months in the future. And they'll be like, Oh my God, that felt so awesome to be on stage with that packed crowd. Mm. And like they'll each take like 15 minutes or whatever, half an hour to like talk about the story and like the friend plays along. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, like by doing that with somebody else, maybe it helps like cultivate the emotion. Like you kind of get lost in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that is like another, I haven't done it with anybody yet, but mm -hmm. I've journaled in that way. And, um, that's another fun idea to maybe try with somebody. Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's really, that's a great exercise to do. I've never done that one either, but I'm thinking about like how amazing that could be to share that with someone like a friend, a colleague or someone that you really trust and love. And they're like totally rooting you on too, because they're excited for you. And so how that energy just like raises because you're two people like loving the same thing and, you know, supporting each other. So that's, I, I can't wait to try that one. Yes. Yeah. And that's what you said, Chris, he was like, then like sometimes your friend will like say something even bigger than what you were mm -hmm. thinking and you just go along with it. Um, mm -hmm. so I love that. Oh, I love that. Fun. We need to do that. I know maybe we'll do <laughs> Voxer or yeah. maybe just a, a future zoom call happening. Exactly. Um, Okay. So that, that's a huge one. Is there, and, and I don't want to like make you like recap your entire two years, but is there, was there any other like ahas or big things that stood out to you, um, that you feel like might be important to share here or helpful to share? Uh, let's see here. Um, I, I want to make sure that I say it in the right way. One of the things that, uh, that I still use and I, I think about uh, whenever I'm going through a challenge is, um, oh, and I just lost it right now. Um, one of them is it's not happening. It's happening for you. Um, it's not happening to you. And uh, the other thing is, oh, gosh, why am I blanking out? It's about the fact that the issue that's coming up how, oh, this is how it is. How you relate to the issue is the issue. And so, oh. yeah. And so I always try to remember that if I'm upset or if I'm triggered or, you know, it's, it's how I'm relating to the issue is the issue because the fact of the matter is nothing outside of us can trigger us. And when that does happen, the deeper meaning behind that is there's something within us that like the bear has been poked and if it didn't reside in us we wouldn't even it wouldn't even phase us so how we relate to the issue is the issue and so instead of staying in the victim mode thinking okay what is it about this experience that is irritating me or triggering me to the point where you know i'm i'm upset or i'm challenged and really looking from that perspective so that I could take personal responsibility. And then that's, a, that's it, it through, through learning through that experience. If I choose to take personal responsibility in it, then that's where I become more conscious in anything else that I do. I'm able to really focus more on that instead of setting myself back into 
blaming everybody else and being the victim in that situation. And that could be from driving behind someone who is slow and it's irritating me. And it's like, well, why is that really irritating me? Like, how could I have taken personal responsibility in this? I could have left earlier. I shouldn't be leaving right at the exact moment that it would get me there right on, you know, all the things. How do I take personal responsibility? And how can I see that this is happening for me and not to me? Yes. Oh my God. That's like next level on the like, uh, how you relate to the issue is the issue. And that's hard to do. And I guess that's why they call it like you, you hear like the work. <laughs> exactly. Because um, it, it is, it's like a constant, I'm assuming at least in my experience, it's like a constant like working through it. Um, it's not like, oh, oh, okay, I get this. Oh, Chris shared this tip with me today. I am going to just embody it at all times moving forward. Um, but it is like those little moments that may, that may or may not always happen. Yeah. And in those little moments, we're able to really reframe like what's really happening. You know, we're really able to reframe it and then be able to show up in the next experience different because the, the journey of personal development, the, the thing about it is most times what will happen when you're ready for it is that the challenges will show up because it's through those challenges and experiences that we choose. Are we going to be the victim or are we going to move past it? And then each time that we take that step and move past it, we just grow into a, get a better version of ourselves. And so it's just like, um, uh, it ju just like in anything, you know, just like even in business, when we hit a roadblock, when we start getting uncomfortable, when that, it, you know, that whatever moment comes up where it's like, I don't know if I could eat. I don't know. I don't think I'm meant to do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. I'm not expert enough. That's the exact moment that either you're going to grow or you're going to repeat the same things over and over again. You're going to repeat the lesson until you get like knocked in the head and decide to evolve from it. Kind of like, um, you know what they say that you hear it in whispers. And then if you don't hear the whispers then you like get knocked in the head, <laughs> kind of like that. So anytime we're facing just difficult times or when we're feeling like we've reached what, what I don't remember the author, but uh, he calls it the upper limit those are the times of major, like potential for ma major growth. Yeah. What is that? Um, the big leap. I don't yes. know who the author oh is, but yeah, the upper limit yes. thing is, that's real. That is very yeah. real. Yeah. And you know, something that I've realized too, just probably in the last year, um, as I've gotten more into this is some of those failures or challenges, um, just become part of your story and help you become more empathetic maybe and and maybe even like better at what you do because you can relate to somebody because you've gone through a similar situation and it's like man i i get that or you can explain it i mean and from like a business perspective like you just might have like like off the hook marketing messaging because 
you've experienced these challenges um, yourself. And so you know how to like speak directly to people because you've yourself experienced that. So that going back to like, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And there could be a multitude of reasons, obviously it's happening for you, but um, it's, I've just tried to like think, okay, like maybe this is something I talk about on stage one day <laughs> about mm -hmm. like my, my rock bottom, um, I'm being dragged across the rock bottom. But, um, instead of like, you're saying like, oh, why is this happening to me? Because also that's coming from a place where like it's in somebody else's hands. And so it's mm -hmm. like, you're powerless. And then at least when you think, okay, how, like, what's my responsibility in this? Like it, it could be maybe a little scary, but also like you have the power then to change it. Absolutely. And, and to add to that too, where you, when you were talking about having empathy for another person, a lot of healing that um, has taken place for me has been from the perspective of everyone is doing the best they know how. Even when it's, you know, you, you, you can't rationalize it, you don't understand it. If you could just recognize that people are doing the best they know how. We don't know what their history is. We don't know how they were raised. We don't know what the experiences that they've had. And at this moment, they don't know any other better, but to react in the way that they're doing. And so how can we have empathy for that person? And also in the same respect, how do we, bless and release and not have that within our space or in our, you know, circle of friends or colleagues. How can we respect ourselves too, to the point where it's like, okay, I bless and release you. Like, please, <laughs> not for me, you know, not right now. And, um, and without any judgment on that, without any angst of judgment on that person of whatever they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it to you because they're not right. They're not doing it to us. They just don't know any other better. And just in situations where I've been, and if I've looked back and said, why did I do that? Like, I can't believe like, of course, hindsight's 2020. I could look back and like, I can't believe I made those decisions. I can't, Oh my gosh. I can't believe that I didn't, you know, um, have the self-worth, back then and I, I accepted those um, situations or experiences I accepted them but at the time it was the best I knew how and because of those situations I've been able to grow into who I am now I've been I you know called in like the most loving healthy romantic relationship I've had um, and it's it's just amazing to be able to experience that because that's something that I really wanted and then also just to be able to um, not just be in a relationship with Andrew, but just relationship in general with people that I, you know, come across uh, with in work or friendships and how I could be able to support other people or uplift other people by being, you know, in a space where I feel good about myself. Mm, that is so good. I'm glad you added to that. That was a, that's a really good point. Um, I want, before we end this though, and because I know um, we've been talking about this for a while, but I wanted to ask you about how you transitioned from, or added, I guess, like solely behind the chair. Um, and then you went and got 
you know, your uh, master's in spiritual psychology, and then just like what the path was after that to get you to where you're now helping others also step out from behind the salon chair. You know, I, I have been blessed with such an amazing career in the beauty industry because I've been, I've experienced so many different facets of the industry. So I've worked behind, I started working behind the chair and then I was an educator. I was a haircutting instructor at the Vidal Sassoon Academy for years. And then I left there, worked in a salon again, started doing um, uh, private education, you know, through my own business and then worked at some really amazing salons, did some platform work with uh, major hair, uh, major fashion shows, hair shows. Um, TV, you know, all the things. And the, the, the way that I was able to just really transition and work into those different facets was just by saying yes, just by taking advantage of the opportunities that were coming, you know, in front of me. And each time just growing into it, because the, how I landed in having my own studio was this studio um, uh, model became available. And I thought, my friend and I thought, we should use this, this um, space for education. We should teach other stylists and this and that. And then as we were developing that, we thought, well, why would we not just work here? And so we just kind of fell into having our own studio. And then from that point on, I really loved the idea of I was able to create the experience that I wanted to create for my, for my client because I... Um, it was my space, right? And I didn't have to share it with like 20 other people. And so energetically, I could control that. Um, I could create that experience that I ideally had in my head of what that would look like. I was able to have really heartfelt conversations with clients that in the salon, a lot of times I wouldn't, I couldn't do that because you'd try to whisper because someone was trying to open up and maybe they didn't want other people to hear. So I was able to do that. And then as I grow, I just like to take other people on the journey because mm -hmm. as you know, Sarah, I love all the things, right? And I love sharing and I'm really like a teacher at heart. I, it, when I was younger, anytime you asked me what I wanted to be, I'd say I wanted to be a teacher. And so I love learning and I love sharing. And now that I've come to a point where I'm 33 years into uh, the industry, uh, it's like, what's next? How else can I grow? And I came across the online space and I know it's just another platform for me to show up and be able to help, help other hairstylists do the same because I know I'm not alone in wanting to do this, not just creating multiple streams of income, but like exploring other passions and not having to be tied to the idea that I'm just a hairstylist. I could be a multitude of things and still show up and still serve and still help in so many different ways. Um, and at the end of it, still really focusing on the idea of really helping people feel just so good on the inside that externally, that again, that's just the icing on the cake. Oh my God. Okay. And that's so good because I think some people listening to this also have a desire, maybe they don't have it right now, but have a desire to have their own business, to start something, to add in a side hustle, whether it's for additional streams of income or just to like have an outlet for some passions and creativity that maybe aren't what they've been doing and want to want to pivot at some point. So I think just like hearing 
that it can be done sometimes mm -hmm. is just all the inspiration or motivation that you need. That's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Other people are doing this. It's been done. So it's possible for me mm -hmm. too. And what I think is cool about this kind of this, where you're at right now, this season or this leg in life is that it's not like you're going and taking a course to learn how to do something like completely new, like, mm -hmm. I don't even know what it would be. Um, but I was like trying to think of something. I was like change tires, but I'm like, that doesn't even right, sense. Right. But, <laughs> but just something like not even like anything. Um, or like, you know, start a Facebook ad company. And I, I that's even right. like maybe in there. But anyway, the point is, it's like, you're just taking all your years of different experiences and your own wants and desires and goals and like have created a program for somebody who might also want that. And so it's not like you had to take on anything new. It's just now it's like you're sharing mm -hmm. what you already, already know and, and stepping into that teacher role or continuing to be that teacher. Um, and I think that's like a, a takeaway from this for people who are thinking about that. It's like, you don't need another certification. It's like maybe what you've already done so far is the next thing or could be a, um, a, uh, what is it like a jumping off point to lead mm -hmm. to something else that can get you closer. So I thought, I think that's really good to, to highlight. Yes. I mean, I feel, I believe that everybody, if they wanted to, everybody has something that they can, share or teach um, at all times. I mean, there's so many different things that we don't, sometimes we don't see that as a gift. And there's that one person out there that's like, I just wish that there was someone out there to show me how to fill in the blank. And, and the beauty is that, you know, if there are so many other people doing it, it just proves proven concept, right? And also that it's needed. Like it's definitely needed. And like for myself, you know, I've been on this online journey for two years now. So it's not like I'm way ahead of the game and I have all the answers and I know all the things. But what I love is that I just take the people who are interested in it, other hairstylists, I just take them on the journey along with me. I'm just a couple of steps ahead, you know, and I'm just like, this is what I've learned. This is, this is what works or has worked for me. And I just want to share it and just give back in that way. Yeah, um, that's so good. There was um, a post at the time of this recording, it was a week ago, but who knows when you're listening to this. Um, but I had, I had shared something about like, if you don't love the term, the word expert, like what else, what else do people use? And a lot of people had shared like teacher, or like best friend, just sharing my, and that's what Carrie Green used. Um, she's like, mm. I'm just your, like your best friend, like learning things and then sharing what I learned or like guide. And sometimes that takes the pressure off feeling like you need like 20 years of experience to be like an expert and like just what you're doing. Somebody two or three steps ahead sometimes is even like a better person to help you because of what we were talking about earlier. Like they've been through it and it hasn't been 10 years ago. It was like last year or six mm -hmm. months ago or, you know, and you can still help somebody um, even just one or two steps ahead. Um, do you know, I think his name is Jim Fortin. Um, yes. Okay. So he, I'll just share this with you. Um, because I think you'll like it and the listeners might like it too, but he shared this example of like 
how much a third grader looks up to a fourth grader and like a senior isn't even on their radar. Like they don't even notice them. Um, or maybe they're aware of them, but you know, they're not even in the same building sometimes, but like that fourth grader is like, Oh my God, so cool. And that could be like how we are. And that like a, a 12th grader is by no means better than a fourth grader. It's just that 12th grader has had a couple more years of experience under their belt. But to a third grader, that fourth grader could be totally helpful. I just really liked that analogy. Gosh, that like, is so good. No. That is so, because it's true. It is true that, that you look up to, it, it's not like, you're more, it's, I feel like the person who's a couple of uh, steps ahead of you is more relatable because mm. they're still speaking maybe the same language. They still maybe have, kind, you know, the, their um, experiences are relatable because they're still kind of going through it. And it doesn't make someone else feel like, oh, whoa, she's, she's just way beyond and I can't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like when they're just a couple of steps ahead, it's kind of like, wow. I could do that. Oh, wow. Okay. She's only done this for two, you know, and it just feels like more attainable for some reason. Yes. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. this is possible for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just giving that, that like hope optimism, you can do it. Um, okay. So one, one last question before I get into your rapid questions and we're going to wrap this up. What are, what are some of the ways that your clients right now are adding additional streams of revenue or like dabbling in other passions? Is it just like hair, other, other types of hair salon work, or are they doing other just off the wall things? Yeah. Well, okay. So some are with teaching other hairstylists, mm -hmm. like if they're a colorist, they're teaching color techniques, things like that. Um, I have another hairstylist who's teaching breath work, not necessarily just to hairstylists, but breath work is a is like a really important part of his um, uh, self-care and morning ritual. So he teaches that or, or is going to teach that. Um, some are teaching um, um, just experiences that they've had like how um, or skills as far as like how to take the best pictures with your iPhone or, you know, things like that, that um, not necessarily are just for another hairstylist um but it's just whatever whatever i always break it down into like is there something like a win that you've had whether you've ran a marathon what was your experience how did you do that because i want to know from you because i know like and trust you already uh, instead of learning from the marathon king who has ran a thousand marathons you know <laughs> or an experience, what's an experience um, that you've had? Like I used with hairstylists, I say, you know, have you ever had to move to a different state and you were able to build up your clientele again? How did you do that? How you could teach someone that experience or a skill, you know, haircutting or whatever it is, you know, whatever skill that you have, how can you teach that? Um, and so I just kind of break it down into those things because Sarah, you and I know, cause we're in the same group where we've been around people we are around people who, who are creating super successful businesses around something that they just found helped them in their life. And they're just sharing it out with other people. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's as simple as that. It, it is, it is. But we think, oh, like, oh, it's not good enough or mm-hmm. it's, we're not ready or nobody will like it. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, see what happens. I mean, there's um, a, a lady that we're in the group with who, I mean, uh, I'm, ta- I'm thinking of Allison who has like a cooking show on Facebook and she just like records and like her comfy normal out like mom outfits and like is in her kitchen and she has like hundreds of thousands of followers and multiple people I mean lots of thousands of people probably in her group hundreds of people and you know that just started in her kitchen so it's like who knows too what's possible um so thanks for sharing some of that that might be creative um spur some creative ideas for others um okay so before I let you go, um, or before we get into the rapid fire questions, where are you hanging out right now the most? And like, how can somebody else who is a stylist, um, maybe looking to, to add in additional income or just add some more passion projects? Um, what do you have going on right now that they might want to get involved in? So I am um, always hanging out on Instagram or Facebook and you can find me at Chris Mejia. I'm across the, the platform. And I also have a private Facebook group just for um, hairstylists who are interested in this. And um, my, the name of my group is called The Season Stylist. I love that. Um, okay. Now, a couple of rapid fire questions and I'm gonna do my best not to respond but sometimes it's hard. <laughs> when we do my best not to, just literally rapid fire. Okay. So what I say this every time and then I'm like, Oh my God, let's have another conversation <laughs> about this. So um, what is a book that has influenced the work that you're doing or been a like personal development, personal growth book that's influenced your life in some positive way? Well, the first book that, um, took me into the deep dive into personal development was uh, by Marianne Williamson um, called. (laughs) Oh, a return to love. A return to love. Yes. I shared that one with you. Yeah. A return to love. I love that book. Um, You did. And I just read it in the last three months and it is so good. So, so good. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, what is something that, what's something new that you're learning right now in life or in business? Boundaries. Oh, thousand percent boundaries. And even with right now we're, um, you know, going through the pandemic and so salons in here in Los Angeles are closed. And so even, even through the pandemic, I'm learning boundaries as far as you know how I show up with clients the 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 not not going above and beyond what takes me out of just me being feeling healthy and feeling energetically aligned um boundaries <laughs> okay, I'll take a chapter from that oh my gosh from that book yes. um what about what's something you're unlearning unlearn uh, perfectionism Um, you know, that's a constant for me, uh, because yeah, perfectionism, uh, like I, I'm a, I I say recovering, but I haven't recovered completely, but, um, I just try to, I used to do everything. I used to not 
put anything out until everything was perfect or not show up until everything was perfect. And so now I just really tried to remember, like, it doesn't have to be. It's like, I really, well, via my human design, um, if for me to show up in my, in, in like, the mess like that really is like the mess is my message and so how can i step into that power so i'm really trying to unlearn perfectionism i think yeah again i think so many of us could take a page from that because um something else i was reading this morning some guy was talking about like there is no such thing this was really helpful for me there is no such thing as perfectionism because there's still people who think like mozart is too loud or like doesn't love and then he's like the like you know musical genius right and there's people that don't like him so if there's people that don't like him and his music then there's going to be people that like don't love you and like what you do but you, there will be people that that do and i was like Oh yeah, that's a great analogy. Mm -hmm. um, okay, last question. What is, what's a tool or a website or an app that is like you couldn't live without in your life or your business? Uh, well, right now, as you know, I am loving everything human design because um, I'm just learning how, it just fascinates me that it combines like the science and spirituality um, and teaches how to, energy energetically show up the way that I was designed so I am loving every single bit of that every yes. everything I could learn about that yes oh my god and that's the majority of our boxers are about human <laughs> design and it is so fascinating um so remind fascinating. will you remind me and I know you're not a human design expert but what is the <laughs> website that you use to find out your design if somebody else is like I keep hearing about human design um it's mybodygraph.com okay where you could get your chart and see all the things about your human design. You just have to know your, your uh, exact birth time. Yes. Which just helps. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do some digging for that the first time, but yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, Chris, thank you so much. This has been really fun. Um, thank you. And I know really helpful for anyone who gets to listen to this. So Thank you so much. I always, I always want to encourage the listener to um, connect with the, the guests. So connect with Chris over on Instagram, or if it makes sense, join her Facebook group and let her know like what you loved about this episode. If there was a takeaway, if there was an aha, if there, you loved your book recommendation, whatever it is, because you guys are so good about doing that. I hear from a lot of my guests that you'll drop the guests notes. And so keep that up. Um, it means the world to them and, um, you know, who doesn't love to be like appreciated a little bit. So shout, give them a little shout out online. And, um, Chris, with that, we will, we'll see you around Instagram. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for hanging out today. It really is such an honor to get to hang out with you inside your earbuds as you go about your day, as you get ready for your morning, as you take your walk, your run, clean the house, whatever you might be doing. I know that there are a ton of podcast options out there, so it is not taken lightly that you chose to hit play on this one. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, be sure that you do right now because we have some awesome guest expert interviews in the queue coming your way. And as we speak right now, I'm working on getting some additional awesome podcast guests 
scheduled on topics that we have not covered yet, so we don't want you to miss out on those. Also, if you haven't already left a review and feel compelled to do so, it would not only mean the world to me, um, but when you send me a DM over on Instagram at sarahlen.co that you did that, I'm going to send you back a gift with the um, how to land your first or next podcast guest guide interview. With that, have an awesome day and I will see you back here soon.